tuned in to East Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is The Drive. And hello, good afternoon, and welcome to another stellar edition of The Drive here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punching the time clock on a happy Valentine's Day edition of the show. UT basketball back at it tonight in Arkansas, where the Vols have not won in 15 years. Tennessee yeah. baseball, a little over 48 hours from first pitch. All kinds of news breaking there. And Tennessee football still twisting in the wind. The the dying breezes of the emasculated, less and less significant NCAA blowing its death breeze. Lots to get to here this afternoon. Trey Wallace coming up on the show. Bear is here. Houston is here. Good afternoon, HK. Hello, Russell. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's to you, newlywed. Thanks for the reminder. Ka-chow. I thought you were going to say cha-ching, which is what uh, a couple establishments after the show will be saying to me when they take all my money. Oh, yeah. Big plans? A little takeout, maybe? No. No? No, the gifts and stuff, you know. Or are you going out? Because you have time before the 9 o'clock tip-off. That's a good point. I do have time. <laughs> it's not necessarily a good thing. Stick with the takeout, man. Nice yeah. quiet evening at home yes. with the missus. Yes. Don't want to miss tip-off. Yeah. You don't, don't want to. I mean, you'll just be sitting waiting. You all getting your yeah. in your jammies and, you know, jammies. your, your, um, your sweatpants and just kind of. Are Turn on the space heater. Are you a jammies guy? Oh, I love jammies. I'm a big sweatpants guy. Like, when I get home, oh, yeah, I got a couple of sweats. But do you sleep in sweats? No, I have, like, pajama bottoms and a T-shirt. I've never done pajama bottoms. No? I don't like sleeping in pants. (laughs) I don't either. Or socks. I like shorts. Shorts. Are you wearing shorts and underwear? Yes, I I wear both. Shorts and underwear and a T-shirt? Typically, yes, a T-shirt. Unless I'm hot, then I, you know. Bear really wants us to ask if he sleeps in the nude. No. No, you don't want us to ask, or no, you don't. No, I don't. Want us to ask or sleep in the nude? (laughs) No, I wasn't. You weren't what? You kind of trailed off there, buddy. Wait, wait. How do you sleep, Bear? Like, what do you wear when you're sleeping? Like a like super old gym shorts or something. Just gym shorts, no shirt. Uh, We always cut them. They're like, no, 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 huh? Huh? No, I don't. It like if you roll around, I, I'm a I'm a roller. I'm kind of a mover and a shaker and too. It, it just gets bunched up yeah. and yeah. it kind of wakes you up because it's dragging against your neck and stuff, and it's just not very comfortable to, to be honest with you. So no, Tucker, I'm with Bear on this one. Just shorts. Yeah. Okay. I'm the only one who goes shirted. No, I got I got uh, nothing pants against and it. Everything. It's funny, I went to uh, see my mom the other day, and she had a new order from, uh, which I now know it's pronounced Temu, all the commercials on the Super Bowl. that's like the Chinese Amazon. Yes, and she is, I I would venture a guess that she is the biggest customer of Temu in (laughs) East Tennessee, maybe the entire state. She orders from Temu the way my wife orders from Amazon. 
It's like, we're, we don't have room for all this stuff. How is there a thing again? Like, we got things yesterday. Now we have more things. Where are we putting all the things? Well, she ordered some satin, like a pajama set. Okay. With like a K on it. I was like, where'd you get that? Why, she was why, like. Oh, for Crest? Yes. She's like. Monogram. She goes, Timu. Pajamas. I was like, how much were those? She was like, $4. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, go ahead. I was like, are they comfortable? She's like, they're so comfortable. Like, All right. Tell me who it is. No, the the pajama bottom is it's good. I have very like old t-shirts, like t-shirts that would never be worn in public, right? I mean, yeah. these are tattered rags falling apart, threadbare in many cases. Very comfortable to me. Not anything stylish. Who cares about style when you're sleeping? No, you know? it's, it's just what, whatever's comfortable, right? You don't care about it the other 16 hours out of the day. That hurts, Bear. It wasn't that really meant hurts. to be hurtful. I mean, none of us. I mean, look at us. We're slobs. Speak for yourself. I mean, I've you're got wearing my... A, you're wearing your high school sweatshirt. I got my West it, High School. As, as much as you come at me about being a member of the, pedigree. Uh, being one of the altar boys, one of us comes in here decked out on the reg. With their with their high well, schools. If gear. if if you if your alma mater was a two time defending state champion in the sport of American tackle football, then okay. perhaps you would <laughs> like to show that off a little bit as well. But you're not, so like I understand you don't have the championship DNA championship pedigree. Uh-huh. So where's the pride, Bear? I mean, he has a lot to be humble about when it comes to mm. his high school's meager athletic accomplishments. Didn't think it was going to go like that, did you? Are you talking? Kind of bounced that one right back at you, huh? You think that was a comeback, or do you think he was seriously wondering if you had been talking? Maybe a little bit from column A <laughs> and a little bit from column B. What do you think tonight, uh, Chris? What are the keys, as our late friend Roger would say? I'll, I'll be honest. I don't know enough about Arkansas. I kind of wrote them off for dead after their start of the season and the start of SEC play. Can anybody in this room not named Tucker Harlan name me one player on Arkansas's roster? No, other than the fact that I do know that two of the guys, they're getting healthier than they have been in a while. I did. Do they have the Brazil kid? I don't know how much he's been playing recently. What happened there? He's like a five-star. And he went from not making an impact to not even playing? I know he's been hurt for a little bit, and I think Devo Davis just got back with the program after leaving not long ago. I'm not as concerned about this game as I was the Texas A&M game, which is not to say that I am unconcerned about tonight's game. I ran a poll on Twitter earlier today. We'll bring you the results of how concerned the general audience is. But this is a game that I feel like if Tennessee shows up and they are prepared, which why would they not be? Um, they, they should win, but every now and then, they don't show up, and I think Texas A&M was one of those. 615 votes cast at Russell Triple underscore Smith on the Twitter machine. 37.6% say they are not very confident tonight. 36.6% say they are confident. 18% describe themselves as very confident. And 7.8% of you are suffering from BVS. Describe yourself as having zero confidence tonight russell i've just looked at the arkansas roster so not only could i not name anyone on this roster i don't recognize any of these names that are on the roster 
I blame Arkansas for that. But they've won what two of three? Who's the real good transfer they got last year? Didn't he? But he hasn't been good, right? Jermon Mark. The, there were two transfers they got yeah. that they were like, "Oh, these guys are going to set the world," on, and they just haven't been very good. Well, Tremont Mark is their best scorer. Then it's not him. They've had, the thing is Musselman. All he does is bring in transfers. Yeah. So there's like five or six guys at least that they've got on that team. And this has happened a couple of times in recent years with them, where they stumble out of the gates and then slowly start to figure it out. About starting about right now. And through the late February and into March and end up making the tournament and doing well. They've won two games in a row, I believe, maybe three of four or something like that. Um, so they are showing signs of life here recently. Yeah, they beat Georgia this Saturday, but I want to say they had that little bye week in there in between that oh. and LSU. And they got killed at LSU. It was awful yeah, down they there. Did. Dealing with... Some of the more bizarre rumors of off-the-court distractions, which don't appear to be true. But something's not right there. They're losing that bad every single time they're losing a game. Certainly seemed like something was amiss with the Arkansas basketball program, but we'll see if they have it together. Where did that start? Where, do you, where does everything start these days, Cress? Twitter. The message boards? No, it was on Twitter. Yeah, Internet.com, somewhere. Yeah, okay. somewhere. Somebody yeah. posted a screenshot of somebody's – somebody took a picture of somebody's phone. That's where it started. Or okay. A, a, no, that's what I was wondering, like, like it, if we even could find the just, genesis of this. It, there was just so much smoke and heat coming off of it so fast. Makai Mitchell. For Arkansas, averaging 13.5 points per game, 8.75 rebounds per game in his last four games. That sounds like a key player somebody Tennessee will have to deal with tonight. See, it's interesting because you know Mark is going to score for them night in and night out, but when you look at some of these other games, you just don't know where it's going to come from, which is a double-edged sword, right? Because, you know, if you're Arkansas, you're, you're concerned that certain guys are not going to produce for you, but if you're Tennessee, you don't really know where to look to stop it. So, we'll be watching. It's a late tip tonight, 9 p.m. in our Kansas stand. We will have a late voluntary reaction for you afterwards starting around 11 p.m. Hopefully, we will not drink once again from the keg of despair. Tennessee football news today. The Volunteers announcing the spring game will be held with limited Fan engagement, 10,000 fans to be allowed in, in Neyland Stadium. Uh, this is due, of course, to the ongoing construction in the south end zone expansion and renovation, all that stuff. And um, it'll be interesting to see how they do that. I would imagine that that will be a, a, a pretty hot ticket. I mean, 10,000. Well, they said how they're going to do it. Did you see that? I did not. They're going, uh, they're starting at the top and working down the donor list for those who wish to buy tickets. Should have known. And they're charging fifteen bucks. That's also LSU. Ten to fifteen, yeah. That's also LSU weekend. Oh, that'll be a big weekend in Rocky Top. Let's hope for good weather. Be a lot going on down there. Maybe that'll be more people at the baseball game. I'm kidding. It'll hard to be sold out. What am I? What April thirteenth at one p.m. Do we have a first pitch time? Has that already been announced? 
that far ahead? I don't think so. Well, we know all those games will be televised because that came out a, a week or so ago that all the all those games will be televised. So we, we might have a, a game time there. Hopefully they, those would not go on 3 p.m. Okay, well, usually that No, I'm game- sorry, you said Saturday, April 13th. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, the Sunday game is 3, 5.30 for the Saturday game. Oh, good. That'll be fun. Yeah, they went to Orange and White. That'll be they, fun. That'll be a day right there. Just go Orange and White straight into the baseball game. Walk over, tailgate a little bit, get – Get lit up, a little liquid courage in you go in there and give the Tigers hell. I'll be 100% honest. I am so much more excited about that baseball game than I am the spring game. Spring game jumped the shark to me years ago. Care less about that. I want to be at that LSU game. I'm sure there'll be a couple of interesting nuggets coming out of the spring game and anything, but... You know the that that LSU baseball game that's that's going to be big time. It's going to have my undivided. Well, not undivided, but yeah, I, I want to be at Lindsey Nelson that night. That that might be a harder ticket than the ten thousand spring. Oh, game. I guarantee it is. I'm pretty sure it's already. I mean, it's it's sold out, right? They're doing uh, a delayed release on certain tickets, but those might only be non-conference games. So yeah, it might it might actually be sold out. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some secondary market tickets available because, let's be honest, the uh, <clears throat> behind home plate crowd, not the best regular season yeah. attenders of they the games, but for that one, they better be. Yeah, yeah, good point. They will be. The porches will be going crazy. And speaking of Tennessee baseball, Tony Vitello today announcing starting pitching plans for this weekend. We talked about this earlier this week. He's going to do it. He's pulled pulled the trigger. A.J. Russell gets the ball Friday night for the season opener against Texas Tech. Drew Beam, the preseason All-American, will start game two Saturday against Oklahoma. You acted surprised by that earlier. Did you not say that on Monday? Yeah. That you wouldn't be surprised if that happened? Were you surprised that he announced it? I I was still a little surprised. (laughs) I said I I, I wouldn't be surprised. And then today you were like, oh, that's a surprise. surprised. (laughs) I I, I thought he would just like like a lot of coaches go with the comfort and stability of the the big name. I don't think it it is any like disappointment with Beam or pumping the brakes on anything there. I just think A.J. Russell is – he had a dominant performance in their scrimmage last Friday – and has had a really good offseason, and to me, it's a good sign. Well, it's you like, said Beam got touched up in that one a little bit, right? He did. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that his M.O. last year? Yeah. I don't want to say all or nothing, but when he was on, he was amazing, but he'd have – They could touch him. They, they, they roughed him up. I feel like when you bad, got at so. Beam, you got at him early, too. If you could make it out of the first inning. No confirmation one way or the other, but it does sound like Xander Sechrist will get the ball on Sunday for the final game. So that'll be interesting. Really? Big opportunity wow. for him. Yeah. He's Last been, thing I saw there was a big question mark. Yeah, well he's been the midweek starter for the past two years. And a big opportunity for, for him. I I think that Derek Schaefer, true freshman, will eventually get an appearance and perhaps an opportunity. But it's uh, gonna be a pretty big change, isn't it? How we go about winning games this year? Yeah, our styles getting ready to change. I feel like. Well, I I just I think it'll be more like the that twenty twenty one team where it was Chad Dallas and you know who, like I don't even remember Heflin. who the others start. He, Will Heflin and like, well. good pitchers, good pitchers, but not. I mean, it's not like we had I guess three first round picks potentially 
Last our, year. Our, our bats just can't stay on our shoulders this year and expect to. They're, I, I don't think that's going to be a problem. I don't I, either. I, th- I think the offense is going to be a, a lot like that 2021 team as well. So hope so. That's going to be fun to watch. All right. Trey Wallace is going to join the festivities. When we continue, let's get this party started. It is the drive on a beautiful Wednesday in East Tennessee. Let's do the thing. More Fan Run Radio coming up. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about a science book. Don't know much about the French I took. But I do know that I love you, and I know that if you love me too, what a wonderful world this would be. Feel the love. Who is this? Who does this song? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. If you hadn't asked me, I could have told you. I know. Just well, go ahead and say Sam it. Cook. What are Sam you waiting Cook. On? Now, was he in Sam and Dave? No. No. That was a different Sam. Did you just know that? Yeah. Look at the big brain on Tucker. What else did Sam Cook do? There, there's going to be a change coming. Yeah, that's change going to come. That's him. Solid. He should be in a Hall of Fame. Is it, uh, he might be? Change is going to come. Twisting the night away. Oh, twisting! Wow. Oh, it's a good one. What it's a, a jam! Let's bring in Trey Wallace from Outkick to the festivities. Good afternoon, Trey. How are you, sir? Hey boys, I'm good. You know what? You know what else that was from? Uh, that song, another song, reminds me so much of the movie Animal House. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was thinking. First of all, <laughs> that, that's <laughs> exactly. from the the cafeteria scene, right? Yeah. Yes. 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 It's I'm been a good set. movie. Get it? <laughs> it's been so long since <laughs> I've seen that. There needs to be a rewatch. I watched it like two weeks ago. It's on one of the streamers that I'm subscribed to. There's nothing else to do and nothing else was on. I was like, sure, why not? I just, Trey, if it gets to it, if and I don't think it will, because I yeah. think Tennessee, the state of Tennessee, and perhaps the University of Tennessee, if they have to, are going to be victorious in their various lawsuits against the NCAA. But if we ever get to it, I want to see uh, the speech at the end where he says, I will not sit by and let you badmouth the United States of America. And we all just walk out. Just walk out of the courtroom. It would have probably gone a little bit better than what the NCAA did at the end of their hearing yesterday. Um, I mean, they they, could, I mean, they fumbled it. Uh, and the judge was very good at, like, asking questions. Like, I was surprised how much this judge knew about Wait a minute, Trey. What you did were, you think? It was going to be some guy like Bear up there just bumbling oh, his you, way first through of all, something? Go to hell. Second of all, Trey, I mean, you never – usually guys that are federal judges, yeah, they're really good at asking questions. No, it's not – no, 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 no. It's not that. It's that I talked to a couple people before we went in. We wanted to know just how prepared the judge would be if he had to make a ruling like yesterday. You know what I mean? Like he was very, very up-to-date with some of the questions in business law. And that's not surprising. I'm talking about, you know, kind of the questions he was asking that caught the NCAA off guard, especially there towards the end. Um, and, and then also the fact that, you know, he didn't rule yesterday on this thing where I talked with a couple of attorneys. They thought, okay, this guy might hand down the injunction, you know, on, on a Tuesday and they can start going over it and we'd be sitting here a year later. 
trying to decide if this is going to be permanent or not after they actually went to just went to trial. But it was a um, it was an interesting situation yesterday. Is is the way I would put it. Being in that courtroom, man, it was uh, that's the first. You don't have your cell phone on you or anything. You're trying to take all these notes and these quotes as you go, and you're writing them down like a speed pipe. And it's just, man, it was um, it was humbling to be without the old devices. Let's just say that. Trey without his cell phone. I mean, uh, that must be like Shooter and Hoosiers uh, be, when he's drying out in the, the hospital. <laughs> were, you, were you just shaking? I need a hit, man. I need a tweet. Hit me. Come on. <laughs> Look, me. Me and Adam Sparks were sitting out there before, and they're like, man, I don't know what we're going to do here. Okay, we got to let everybody know. Uh, and then Adam hadn't took a picture yet of that Tennessee flag that was hanging out there. So he ran back towards car before we were going in to the courthouse. And the funny part about it is, like, when we got there and we're sitting on the steps, there's only, like, eight of us there. But there's 26 police officers. And it's like, what do they think is about to happen here? And, and this was like an hour and a half before the proceedings even started. So we're sitting out there and we have to go through and we're sitting out there with the NCAA lawyers and the state of Tennessee and Virginia lawyers. And all of a sudden these cops just start getting out of the car and, and more and more and more pull up. And it was surprising to see the response that I think that they thought was going to happen by Tennessee fans yesterday. That's the only reason that many cops are outside yeah. the courthouse. Uh, I mean, Better to be prudent. Like I, I, I heard that there were a couple of fans that got in. There were, two, there were. Uh, let's see, probably I would say four. I'd say four. Two of them were, you know, two of them were guys wearing Tennessee hats, carrying clippings of the Knoxville News Sentinel uh, into the courthouse, and they got front row seats. By the way, uh, they were sitting right behind the NCAA contingent. Uh, it was pretty funny. Were they, they doing the VOLS hat. chant? Were they singing Rocky Top? <laughs> the shakers no, out? <laughs> no, no, but it was funny. They came in, and they went over there to the corner. And this is not like a really big federal courtroom, but they went over there to the corner, and they sat in these two chairs right behind the NCAA, and they both took their Tennessee hats off at the same time, and they placed them on the bar right in front of them and where they were facing the NCAA. So, like, they were really – these old guys, I mean, you know, in their 70s, they were really trying to make a statement yesterday to the NCAA that they weren't messing around. So, it was pretty funny to watch, actually. Got out of Hardee's and went to the courthouse. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> East Tennessee version of the Mandelbaum showed up. <laughs> you, you ain't lying, man. And, and there were uh, – there were some fans, there were two other fans, I'm going to call them fans because they kept acting like fans, um, <laughs> that wanted to dress up in a suit and tie and whatnot and show up. And you got all the reporters that they're in jeans and a, you know, a polo pullover and all this type of stuff. And it was, it was just, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, it was the, the state attorney for Tennessee, Cam Norris. Uh, he pretty much, he ran everything uh, for both sides. And, you had one lawyer, uh, I forgot his last name, first name, Rakesh, uh, that was handling everything for the NCAA. And, um, yeah, the state of Tennessee went first. NCAA went second. Uh, during that time, the judge was asking questions um, to, to both representatives. And then the state of Tennessee got the final word. And uh, they got up there and, and kind of bashed the NCAA and, and put it on notice that, look, you're – you, the NCAA fumbled around the whole 
you know, well, if a player can't negotiate his rights, if it's illegal to negotiate his rights, you know, before he signs with the school, what's the difference in talking to a collective and figuring out your evaluation? Like, so mm. that was the big thing that stood out with the NCAA, in my opinion, just kind of fumbled it there towards the end. And, you know, you had the Tennessee lawyer, too. The NCAA kept bringing up that, hey, we're working with the SEC every day to change laws around the country when it comes to college athletics. And uh, the, the state of Tennessee lawyer got up there and said, well, we're not really working with the, N- the SEC right now. God forbid if we ever had to work with the ACC. And by the way, the attorney representing Virginia and Virginia Tech who were in the ACC is sitting right next to him when he says this. So that <laughs> – that, that, didn't, that didn't go over well. Oh, sorry, Frank. <laughs> didn't see you there. Trey Wallace of Outkick with us this afternoon. So, Trey, let's talk about the next step here. It sounds like, uh, obviously, we're waiting on the judge's ruling on the preliminary injunction. It sounds like that's a 50-50 proposition either way. It also sounds like, according to the judge's language last week, that there's a much better than 50% chance, we'll say 75, 80, maybe 90, I don't know, that the state of Tennessee is ultimately successful in this lawsuit whenever it goes to trial. We know that if they rule against Tennessee in the preliminary injunction, Tennessee, the state, can appeal, and we would expect them to do that and continue right. that fight. Do you think that knowing that the judge has already said the NCAA is likely to ultimately lose – do you think that if they grant the preliminary injunction that there's a, a chance that the NCAA would not appeal, knowing that they've had several bad sides go against bad signs go against them early, and that they might just quietly drop their infractions case against Tennessee? You know, here's the interesting part to that. So it was and, and I'm trying to decipher a little bit by, by what the judge was doing yesterday. Uh, the judge following um, the the arguments from from both sides um, asked both attorneys, you know, how long are we talking about here that you guys need when it comes to discovery, when it comes to depositions in this case, um, you know, and, and what he's getting at is how long before we can go to trial. It's kind of what this this judge was getting at, and and both representatives said we just don't have a time frame right now we don't we don't know when we can start this process and to me the way the judge was i'll be honest the way the judge was asking some of these questions yesterday um take away his statement that he made um or declaration that he made last week about the the tro i I think he's moving towards ruling in the favor of uh the states of tennessee and virginia in this matter um and i think it will it will change college football um, for probably a year, year and a half. And then, you know, during that time period, the NCAA is going to have to decide, do we feel like fighting this in a courtroom? By the way, also, when we have three separate trials going on at the same time, can't forget about the one going on in, in, in California. Uh, there's also one going on in Ohio. Do, 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 do they feel like being spread out in, in wanting to fight this NIL thing? Because it, it, it comes down to, if this happens and they rule on this in, in the favor of the state, NIL is going to drastically change in the next couple months. Uh, the spring portal period, in my opinion, is going to be just crazy uh, if this goes in the way of the, the NIL collectives. 
Um, and, and that's why I think that – I do think the judge will rule in favor. But in talking with some folks last night, kind of from the NCAA side of it, you're kind of on the right track, Russ, where they would kind of put their hands up and say, okay, we're not going to fight this in the courtroom, but we got to figure out some new ways – uh, to enforce the rules in better ways than what they have now. You know what I mean? In better ways than what they had when this thing first started. Um, and, and allow, you know, these players to talk with collectives and say, okay, collective, you're offering me $500,000. This other collective from Ohio State is offering me $600,000. Are we going to get into a bidding war here? Are you going to meet me? And, and this is one of the arguments yesterday. And the judge pointed it out to you that it could turn into a, to a, to a bidding war. But that's the right of a student athlete and a prospective student athlete to get the most work out of his name, image, and likeness that he can when he enrolls at a school. So, you know, and, and, and I laugh at, at some of the, the things I hear now. They, well, you know, this NIL thing has really changed the way of college football. Guys, we've been paying players $40,000, $60,000, you know, a year for 30 years now. These kids are having, you know, Lincoln Navigators back in the day. Then it turned into Dodge Chargers. Then it was Challengers. And then, you know, it's it's money after football games. It's payments showing up at the house. It's meeting in a hotel parking lot. Like, none of this is new. The problem is it's out in the open. And, and that's where I think schools are having a hard time really grasping all of this NIL is that you don't have to hide anymore. Like, this is legal. Let the smart folks handle this, and, and they'll put together a roster that's competitive in college football. So I, I just feel like the game is going to change. Once again, I think the spring period, after this judge rules, I think the spring period is going to be our template for what it's going to look like over the next couple of years. Well, people keep saying, you know, if, if we go down this slippery slope that the game is going to – all these things are going to – nothing is going to happen Nothing is going to change. We've been doing this for two years now out in the open, and people are still filling the stadiums. People are still watching the games on TV. Everybody loves college football, even though we don't know who's going to be on the rosters from one year to the next. There is no detriment that wild free agency, if you want to call it that, poses to the entertainment value of college football. So I think people are just tired of hearing that, well, if we allow this to happen, then this will happen. You know what people like? Football. And yeah. As long as a team in orange runs out of the tunnel at Neyland Stadium next year, guess what? There's going to be 100,000 people there and millions more watching on TV. So I, I think that the judges have realized this, the fans have realized this, and just nobody cares anymore, Trey. Yeah. It's going to make some folks uncomfortable when, when, and, and whatever. That's fine. Well, when they, you know – if this goes through, I do think some of the numbers are going to start being known more publicly. Like, I mean, you know, sure. I know some of what these kids are making right now around the country, but I'm not going to publicly come out and say that into a con, you know, what their contract states. Um, but I do think that what you will see, um, you'll see a lot more um, going back and forth in the media, potentially. Um, I think that. Yes, the numbers will come more clear for what these, these kids are making right now, these student-athletes. Um, and, and, yeah, that'll make some people uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, 
You're still going to pay 10 to $15 to go watch them in a spring game. You're still going to show up and you're going to tell Gabe you're going to spend money on that 70-inch television in your man cave to watch your favorite team play. Nothing's going to change. There's a big difference between NFL and college. And I, and I know what we're going down when it comes to NIL and the market and everything like that. It kind of feels professional. But it's still college athletics, man. And, 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 and people can you know, bitch and moan all they want about, you know, the game has changed so much. I don't really like it anymore. You know, I can't believe we're doing it. Okay, you're the guy that's going to show up on Saturday. You're going to sit in the stands. You're going to yell your voice out, and, and you're going to come back and be upset if they lose or be excited if they win. Um, that's just the way college athletics are now. And it just seems like people are in such a denial that this has been going on for the last 30 years. It's like every time somebody makes that argument, I want to just hand them a copy of the 30 for 30 documentary Pony Express and say, hey, go watch this. It was happening back in the 80s. 70s. You don't think it's happening now? So I, I just, you know, there's arguments to be made, and I think the biggest thing that's going to come out of this, yeah, NIL, that's fine. But if you're a Tennessee fan, the biggest thing that comes out of this is is the NCAA about to back off a little bit on this investigation that they've got going on in your athletics department, or are they going to continue this forward? And I think a lot of it lies on this verdict that's going to come from the judge on the uh, injunction. Yeah, I just I I think I, I'm just saying, if he grants Tennessee and Virginia this, uh, you know, the relief they're seeking, right? It's open pay to play across yeah, absolutely. the country. Absolutely, so, absolutely, and it's and it's and it's you know it and is. And that's too, different it, from it's now. Bidding. How? Right. Well, it's it. Here's mm. the best way to. It's different from now. You can. It's already pay for play. We just have to stop pretending. Landscapes. Yes, that's it. That's it, right there. You have to stop pretending that these collectives don't have a payroll. They know how much money. And also, the other biggest thing is too, the coaches know about it. The coaches, the coaches already know about it, but they're going to publicly be told that hey, everybody else knows that you know what's going on, so you have to talk about it. You can't just kind of hide. Well, I don't know how much you're paying these kids. I don't know about the collective and all that stuff. I don't know anything. Yeah, you do. You know how much these kids are making. Uh, and I here, the three. I thought. The, I'm sorry. I thought the three assistant yeah. coaches this week, and I point blank asked him the question. Hey, do you know how much the players make that are in your in your roster room? And he goes, absolutely. He goes, I have to know because I have to check a lot of egos. Sure. So I'm just you know and, and keep up with it when it comes to recruiting egos and all that's just one part. Of it. But. I'm just saying, there's there's a lot that's going to come out of this too, and the investigation part of it. Huh, I know folks over there on the hill uh, really, really, really want uh, the state of Tennessee, Virginia, to win this case. Trey Wallace of Outkick with us. Trey William Bill Post, the man credited with inventing the iconic toaster pastry, the Pop Tart, has passed away at the age of 96. Have you had okay. Have you had a Pop Tart? Yet, Trey. Okay, so I'll give you all the honesty. I went to a I went to a gas station like uh, a week after that stupid darn Pop Tarts bowl, and I actually bought Pop Tarts. Mm-hmm. Like I bought like a little pack of Pop Tarts. What they've flavor? Been sitting in my they've been sitting in my passenger seat for four weeks now, five weeks. I mean, sitting in your cold and hot car, they're no good anymore, Trey. I mean that metallic. Paper they come in can only it's a foil so wrapper. Much. Okay, it's a foil wrapper. 
Trey, I'm highly skeptical. Highly skeptical. Right. Of you right now. Yeah, You're, but it's a pop tart, man. I mean, you can ask me anything else. I'll tell you if I've eaten something or not. But it's a pop tart. I just never ate a pop tart. No, you should. You need to just throw those out and go to the grocery store, and buy right. some pop tarts, and then take them home and put them in your cupboard, your pantry, whatever you have at Wallace Manor, and right. have one for breakfast tomorrow. Or maybe I can have one for the first time when I come play in the Fox Sports Knoxville inaugural golf tournament. Hmm. You're playing in the tournament. You see what I did there, though, right? Do you have a foursome? I've been in the three. I mean, yeah, I can get a force together. <laughs> Play basketball at Arkansas, eh? Ooh. Shots fired. Hogs are, hog, hogs are in town, right? <laughs> the hogs are in town. we got that hog in us. <laughs> oh, man. How, how, excited are, how excited are you guys for uh, for Friday, man? College baseball's back. I'm stoked. Yeah, man. Really excited. Now, what is the deal with – like I, I thought this was I was going to be able to pull this up on ESPN Plus. It's some obscure streaming Flow. service that yeah. you have to pay oh, thirty bucks. Flow TV. Yeah, you're screwed, man. Uh, you got to pay for Flow. Flow Sports is if you're a a fan of uh, racing, NASCAR, these smaller events, stuff like that. This is what Flow Sports usually is the main. How does college baseball end up on that <laughs> at a time when it's when it's just exploding in popularity? You think I think they I actually I think they bought the rights. Like I think they bought the rights to this tournament. Um, Is there another tournament think, going on that MLB's broadcasting? There's something else. Yeah, there's like three or four of these big tournaments that go on that I know Major League Baseball. One of them is a part of, and they'll broadcast. I don't know which one. I'm sorry, um, but Flow. Uh, that's so weird. Uh, Flow Sports. I imagine. Um, paid a you know at least a decent amount to be able to broadcast especially with what they're charging because you're going to get so many first-time subscribers i mean could you get a decent feed off bucks. of a uh, russian satellite somewhere trey i mean talk to me here what am i, am, I, mean, am I, I gonna could, have to pay 30 could, bucks or what i could send you guys some links you know i'm always good for that but I, that's all we want it all, it all, all right. depends on if you want the fbi potential showing up at your doorstep I mean, I don't care. I was uh, some some dude named Trey gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, I, it wouldn't take much for you to flip on me, correct? Uh, uh, no, I mean, it, might even take part in a sting on you. I don't know. Call me crazy. <laughs> it should be a fun time, man. I know Tony and them are excited uh, to get back on the field. Um, he's got his face all right after last year, and uh, got that all done procedure wise. Man, he's ready to get out there and coach some baseball starting this weekend should be a lot of fun he got hit in the remember he got hit in the face of the ball yeah. bears looking mm-hmm. at me like he got hit with the line drive he had a yeah he had uh that, that's been a, a problem for him he had, he had it cleaned yeah, up yeah yeah was it like michael yeah, and yeah. the godfather when his, his face got messed up from uh when that got punched him and broke his jaw and then he finally got his face fixed no, remember he, that whole thing dude, he, like tony Vitello. he was at rough he was at, he was at rough arena the same night three weeks ago that he had that little thing done <laughs> level of toughness tony Tony, Tony's good to go, and uh, going to be interesting to see what Rick Barnes does with this basketball team down the stretch. We got a Final Four looking team, but um, man, I, I don't, I don't know. We need to take care of business tonight, and um, you know, see what you do the rest of the season. I think they can be a Final Four team. I think Don Connect's been one of the, uh, you know, I got to cover that team when Admiral and Grant were together, and uh, and looking at Don Connect, man, he's. <laughs> 
he might be the best basketball player Rick Barnes has had at the University of Tennessee. And that's saying a lot with that, that group that was there. Who was the highest drafted Barnes guy? Was it Grant? No. Like, no, it was uh, – well, was, it, was there, it Kennedy? Kennedy was no, a second rounder. second rounder. Yeah, it was no, Grant. No, I'm sorry. I'm getting my point guard screwed up. I'm sorry. Yeah, here it was, it's been Grant. All time it was okay. Durant. Durant, yeah. And then Ford, I think. Yeah. Travis Ford after that, and then – TJ, but yeah. yeah. It, it, the T right. could be Travis. I don't know. Grant went – He got even projected. 22nd overall. Yeah to the Celtics. All right. So, yeah, I mean, there we were seeing some lottery projections for DK, so hopefully. One of those guys the other night said they'd, they think he's going to be the first college player taken. I did read something that said first or second. Wow. Yeah, big time. They had him right at, uh, ahead of, uh, what's the kid, Reed Shepard. Eric Shepard. I don't see that. I don't By either. the way, I think that ends up bad this after this season. And talking with the folks, I, I think that situation – I think there could be I, – I, I ain't going to come on here and report on anything, but I just, there, there's a lot of unhappy folks behind the scenes at Kentucky right now. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. That's a shame. <laughs> just got to go to Rupp's Rafters. <laughs> Those people are pissed. They're very don't upset refer, up there. Don't forget, he's got that clause that kicked in this year. Who do they he want? He got to walk Nate away. Nate Oates, honest to God. They want Oates. Yeah. I've heard that, yep. He's, they say he's a winner. Uh, he's a win at all costs. He doesn't care, obviously. No, <laughs> I got stuff from last season that does not phase our well, friends. In no, the bluegrass it, not state. only that, it turns them on. Yeah. They're like, yeah, that's one of our guys. Yeah, he's more like protect Rick those Cortina. boys. <laughs> hey, I've got a little bit of uh, breaking news on the smaller front for you. Traking right news. Ooh. Yeah, a little bit. The ACC has approved uh, in-game helmet communications. Interesting. How's that going to work so when now, they're playing out of conference? Um. I don't know. They also approve sideline video usage. So it's going to be like what you see in the NFL. Oh, like the tablets the and stuff? IPads yeah, yeah, yeah. Tablets. Yep. I'd I thought, say I thought you meant Connor Stallions That's... and it was all legal now, so who cares? <laughs> no. Trey, thanks, uh, man. We got to run. Appreciate yeah, you. Guys. Trey Wallace of Outkick making his presence felt this afternoon. Quick timeout. The drive continues. Back to wrap up hour number one right after this. The Fan on radio, the drive continues. Oh, I love that riff. Mm. I put it in for you. Not a big fan. Huey Lewis in the news is prominently on the list of awesome things Bear hates. But it's Valentine's Day. I know this is kind of one of your jam. uh, You you said, somebody said the first thing, it was Trey, the first thing they thought of when they heard the... um, Anim, uh, animal House. Yeah, Animal House. What, what, what a wonderful world. What do you think of when you hear this? Oh, Back to back the Future. future. Marty McFly yeah. ha- uh, skating on the back of that car. Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> Biff Tannen. Oh, man. 865-546-8200. Trey Wallace of Outkick. Bear, what did you learn? Mm, not much other than what, because I followed it so, him and Adam yesterday so closely, but that, that whole deal with where that federal judge um, – like you have to know, as a lawyer that's going to argue, you got to know he might come at you from left field, and that's what they're really good at. Like if you if you watch any of these like big trials, and especially when the judge is doing the questioning, it's um, gonna be tough when you, you're a lawyer and everybody's looking at you and you're standing there. Uh, 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 well, uh, 
and you're, you're in front of a guy that's qualified to teach constitutional law. And that's a guy who's asking you questions. So Is that the way you feel every day when I put the screws to you? Not really. Some not really. Topic. No. My problem is there's a whole like portion of my arsenal I can't use because we're on federally regulated airwaves. Let's get Westchester in here as our first call of the day. Hello, Westchester. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Doing well. What's up? Uh, I'm asking for a 30-second exemption to the rules, and if you think it's not worth 30 seconds, then feel free to just cut me off and be mad at me. But first of all, happy Singles Awareness Day. <laughs> okay. For those of us that don't don't celebrate the holiday. <laughs> uh, I know, shocking, right? Westchester Singles. Who would have thought it? Hang uh, in there, Westchester. <laughs> guys. She's out there. You'll find her someday. She's waiting on you to come sweep her off her feet. I know we don't talk politics on the drive, and I 99.99 respect that. What are you doing? There's a, knuck, there's a knucklehead in Memphis that has introduced a bill to prohibit the sell of cult, selling of cold oh, yeah. beer for retail sales. Yeah. Of cult beer, cold, cold. cold. oh, cold beer, cold. no refrigerated or you know beer cave beer. There, there's certain states that have that. Mm-hmm. We drank beer. I liked beer. Still like beer. I mean the the thought behind it, it does. You if know, it's not cold, they won't drink as much of it. You aren't going to drink it in a car. You got to take it somewhere. You take it home. Get you it. Got to make it cold. Yeah. yeah. Well, I. I hesitate to ask this question but because uh, i'm i'm sure the answer is somebody but who's drinking the beer in the car lots of people <laughs> I, I did have a friend in uh middle school high school i, I remember uh because i i did not ride with this person but i heard stories from other friends who did but uh fred's father who was per was totally convinced that it was perfectly legal to ride around with a glass of beer in the car, just sit. the dad or the like, kid, the dad. Oh, well, like, that- dad, I, I don't. I I think this is dangerous. I don't think you're supposed to be doing this. They, they ah. tell it. What are you talking about? It's perfectly legal. This is America. Back then, you could in Tennessee, Russ, as long as you had one less open beverage, the amount of uh, the amount of. Of legal legal occupants in the you car, you could have like four adults. Boy, boy that that was a law written by a drunkard right there. <laughs> now, hear me out. As long as you have one less beer than there are people in the car, that should be perfectly legal. Uh, and the uh, I'm not going to bring up the other one, but the other one wants to lower the blood alcohol rate for uh, a level for a. Uh, DUI conviction. It's pretty ridiculous how how low they want to go with it, but that's probably you know a tough, tough argument on public. Oh, I have, I have no problem with that at all. Make it lower. Smash! They want to go to. Then they want to cut it in half. Westchester, didn't I see that? Capital idea. It's a point one five, and the lowest one that I know of is one eight. Um, but one five is yeah. Good luck signing mm. up bar bar sponsors with talk like that, Bear. Good luck. Yeah, no, good luck, Bear. Be responsible. You know how you know how easy it is to get a point one five. I don't no, know, no, Westchester. That, tell us a point one five Westchester is twice the legal limit almost to drive in the state of Tennessee. No, the legal limit's point two. 
Dude, he's smashed right now. <laughs> it's point zero eight. Yeah, it's point oh oh eight. But I think, yeah. Never mind. No. Let us all. Yeah. <laughs> let us all just. <laughs> let us all just agree that drinking and driving is bad, and we should not do it. Fine, but we can buy cold beer. <laughs> the begrudging sure. fine, if you say so. Westchester, uh, appreciate you, my friend. Have yourself. Yeah. A wonderful day. Coming up in hour number two of the drive, we'll start with Tucker Harlan's top four at four and uh, some news on the SEC football scheduling front coming up. You'll want to stay tuned for this. Very, very big news potentially on the way. Stay tuned. The top four at four coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio.